everybody. Welcome to the Talking Disney Classics podcast. And today we are here to rank the 2022 films from Walt Disney Studios. And uh, this is a huge task. So get ready. This can be a long podcast, but it's going to be really fun. Pack a lunch. Yes. <laughs> and I am Phil Goodrich Wagner and Stanford's here. Hey, how's it going? I'm doing great. How are you? Hey, I'm doing well. Holy smokes, was this an interesting <laughs> bunch of movies and a lot of them this year. Yes. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, quite a variety. Of course, they have all the different studios now. And so we were getting things and we didn't even cover everything. There were things we right. left out on our there list. Was, there was some left out. Yeah. Mostly because uh, I'm such a horror. I'm a horror wuss <laughs> that uh, there were like five or yeah. six horror films that you caught you graciously <laughs> <laughs> but i'm so proud of you because you did watch one and i did I'm, I'm very i'm very proud of you I for did. that and i liked it yeah yeah. So, yeah so i'm excited to talk about it with you <laughs> i was so nervous like oh no <laughs> but we aren't going to spend a super amount of time on every single one of these and a lot of them i've talked about on other rankings or in best or worst of the year or other things like that so if you want more of my thoughts then, uh, then you can find those there and, uh, you can ask us questions in the comments or things like that. If you want more, cause we have 41 movies, so this yeah. is going to take two hours easy. Yeah. So we just don't have a ton of time to talk about each, each movie. So, uh, all right, well, let's just dive in. <laughs> Excellent. Yes. Do it. All right. Well, what is your number 41? So 41, I have uh, the one movie that I actually didn't see, but I put oh, right, it on right, the list right. so we could be even Stevens. Um, it's yeah. it's Barbarian is what right. I put at 41, but, but it's just because I didn't see it, you know? Yeah. So uh, that's just where I put, put the ones I Right. I, I, I will give my thoughts on that later. Uh, yeah. it, it's a pretty fun, uh, little weird, very strange uh, kind of, horror movie uh more of a thriller probably i don't know that that de de definition between horror and thriller is very murky i still don't know what qualifies something as being horror versus thriller yeah but nevertheless uh it's I heard <laughs> it was good i mean it was it quite, it, yeah and that uh yeah. one of my one of my friends at work loves horror films and uh -huh. and uh and sees most of them and i as if i'm not mistaken Barbarian was one she that she really enjoyed. Yeah. Too, so yeah. Well, my number 41 is the, and hopefully this is the last time I've talked about this movie on this podcast, because I I everyone knows how much I disliked it, is the Pinocchio live action remake. I pretty much hated everything about it. I I hated the the way that everything was so washed out and had no color i thought the jokes were terrible like the jokes with the clocks the easter eggs i hated that i i hated tom hanks performance i thought it was really bad i didn't like what they did with the blue fairy i didn't like i mean it was just terrible i absolutely hated everything about it i i hated the changes they made to the story it was terrible i hated the character designs i hated the ending there's nothing i liked about it so that's my 41 so rachel i i'd like to say that we're just we're we, we we're starting evenly because i have pinocchio 40 which was technically my last number two you know yeah i hate this film so much <laughs> it's so bad it's so 
bad and such an embarrassment and just like everything that's sick and wrong yeah. about these crappy live action remakes yeah. that Disney's like at hell least on doing. usually they're well made yeah and this, this one didn't even feel that to me no, it felt cheap it, it felt it just was cheap yeah and it was gross tacky yeah, yeah. It's just so not even i don't know it's just yeah it was just it was just pretty much horrible in, in every in every conceivable way so yeah, yeah it's 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 my number 40 which technically i think is 40 i mean it's it's, it's, it's the bottom yeah. of my yeah. list yeah i feel bad for you that you had to watch this on the ship oh my gosh so <laughs> i know it was like it was pinocchio Lightyear, or dr strange those were our those were our picks and uh-huh. uh and honestly every time that there was like i had like time you know to, to go see a movie it was Pinocchio. So it's like, <laughs> oh, well, I guess I'm just going to do it. And uh, oh, my goodness. Yeah. I, I mean, I, already, I had already seen the other two, but still, I was sorry I saw the shoot. But I guess one thing, good thing is like I got it over with because, of course, I never I've never watched it. And I hope I never have. Yeah. 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 But it anyway. was it was embarrassing. Dreadful. All right. Well, next <laughs> I have Polar Bear next. And this was, you know, I normally am a bit of a defender. I I don't mind a nature documentary, Yeah, uh, but this one was unusually bad. I mean, the fact that they had the polar bears in first person talking about, oh, this is the best day of my life. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I know. It was so bad. It was so bad. Uh, So yeah, it ended up, it was in my worst of the year total. uh, Oh Yeah. Yeah. I I have it at number thirty eight, um, and and just for every reason that you said when when the narrator, it's Catherine Keener who's so good, you know. Yeah. But it's just like, bless her for taking this job because it's just like <laughs> I'd be like, are you kidding me? Why would they have it in first person? It, it was, was so, so bad. Bad to have it in first person. I'm with you like that. Oh, this is the best day ever. Like, how do you know? <laughs> <laughs> so cringy <laughs> it's oh horrible. my gosh and you know <laughs> the photo- the reason the guy just a tick of a, a bump for me rather than having it you know a, a lower spot i mean it's, it's just one film in between it yeah Tokyo, on my list but the cinematography is so beautiful in these films it's mm-hmm. sunny yeah but still you know nature documentaries are not my thing and then this one was just so bad yeah uh, this one yeah. was unusually bad yeah, uh well what do you have uh at at uh 40 so at 40 i have pinocchio right right okay again, yeah, you have at 39 39 i have uh the ice age adventures of buck wild yeah i have that next okay so we're kind of close on this we yeah. just gotta, yeah. <laughs> i just gave polar bear just a tick up because of the beautiful cinematography mm. this movie the Ice Age Adventures of Buckwild actually kind of ticked me off. Now, I am no yeah. Ice Age fan, but uh, I mean, I, they are what they are. I know that I, you know, and I've got friends with kids that just, they, they, you know, their family, like they just adore these films and love these characters. And I just thought, you know, it was so weird to me. First, they branded as Disney. Then they recast all of the voice characters with sound alikes, yeah. you know? It's not, they didn't even try to do anything new with it. They like brought in a Ray, Ray Romano sound alike and Queen Latifah, you know, and, and, and all that, Dennis Leary and John Leguizamo. And I just thought, what is happening? The only person that they didn't 
recast was Buck Wild, who's played by Simon Pegg. And frankly, I can't believe that Simon Pegg agreed to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, and the animation's cruddy and the story's stupid. And I also, I mean, I wondered maybe if I was a preschooler, <laughs> I mean, I wonder if a preschooler might enjoy this. But for me, it was pure torture. Plus, I was really confused, just like kind of creatively and from a business sense. You know, they because Disney um, slash, you know, 20th Century Studios completely, you know, disintegrated Blue Sky. Yeah. Uh, but yet again, they make this cheap goal. This I never thought it would dreadful. long for the days of, what is it, Ice Age Collision Course? Or whatever one is the last one that... <laughs> fourth or fifth one i never thought i would long for the days it's just like oh those were the days when these (laughs) you know these endless ice age movies kept coming out but at least you know they were kind of made with care yeah you know and this was they were basically what it comes down to is they were basically ice ages cash cow Mm-hmm. They would make that so then they could make a Peanuts movie or they could mm-hmm. make an epic. They could make a movie with a little bit more risk. Uh, they yeah. would make an Ice Age movie because they all did really well. They made so much money. Mm-hmm. Well, and here they bring all these other characters in, but they don't bring Scrat in. Yeah. Too, who was typically well, like Wasn't the there great like a lawsuit relief. about Scrat? Oh, you know, you're right. Yeah. I think that's why there was some kind of lawsuit about the creator of Scrat. But uh, um, uh, but anyway, this was absolutely embarrassing. It was terrible. Yeah, it's and terrible. if they want people to sign up for Disney Plus, they have to do better than certainly what they did this year. Yeah. I mean, Turning Red was really the only thing with any kind of prestige. I mean, I guess Chippendale. But yeah. they, as far as exclusives, they have to do better. Yeah, agreed. Than this, that's for sure. Yeah. So, so again, my 38 was Polar Bear, 39 Ice Age you know the this ice age track and then pinocchio 40 yeah okay um and so next for me is actually uh cheaper by the dozen is that your 38 mm-hmm. okay yeah yeah i really disliked it i it, i thought it was really boring the whole plot with him like expanding his restaurant like and it was just the ultimate of like I hate using the word woke because that, uh, I hate that word, but it was, it felt so everything, every, every attempt they had to be like modern felt so cringy and just so preachy. And, uh, and it was just a bad script. I think it could have been good, but, uh, it made me again, long for the days of the Steve Martin films, which those aren't even that good. Those aren't good (laughs) either. Better than this. Yeah. I can't believe I have this as high as I, I've got it higher. It's up, I have it in the 20, low 20s, which we'll get oh, yeah. to, but, but uh, I'm with you though. I was, it kind of made me mad. Yeah. Because this was in my bottom 10 of the year total films. Yeah. I really disliked it. You know, I don't like the term woke either, but I just felt like they, you know, all the, everything, everybody needed to be represented. And I'm, you know, representation I know is important, but this felt like it was a checkbox rather than, something that was integral to the story and i mean they even have a kid with the wheelchair that they never explain and they're like oh the house is an elevator you know and that's mm-hmm. like all they say yeah and, and, and then they just spend all of this time with him ren- with him yeah, expanding his his business stuff his... that whole subplot was terrible so bad and <laughs> you know that they like are trying to be they're like in the kardashians neighborhood or whatever and it's just like well anyway yeah it's 
it was really uh it was it, it was it was badly done i think the reason that i put it a little higher uh i really liked i mean i like zach braff mm-hmm. even though they gave him a horrible you know <laughs> he had a horrible script and i like gabriel union too i just thought that they they were appealing but i sure didn't like how they how they brought it all together yeah so you have polar bear 38 right i have polar bear 38 yeah well for me 37 is uh dire of a wimpy kid roderick roderick rules yeah and i just really dislike this animation i think it looks terrible and i know it's based on the books but transferring it to cg just i think looks really ghastly and i think roderick is a jerk i don't i don't think he rules at all and so i didn't enjoy it (laughs) Have you read any of these books, Rach? Are you? I haven't, but the... I have seen at least two or three of the movies. Yeah, the other movies. I've read. I think I've read the first book, and you know, the only thing that I like about this series is that you know the author is involved with these latest animated ones, and I feel like they capture more of the tone. At least, at least, all you know what I remember from the first book, which I read years ago. But yeah. uh, the uh, I, I with you. I don't. I I think actually this would work so much better in two D mm-hmm. and animation and and uh, and the characters. I mean, Roderick is horrible. Yeah, it's just like, and I know that there there was already a live action version of this particular book that came out. What was it like in twenty eleven or something? And then yeah. this is this is another one, but again, I'm not sure how much the author was involved with those live action ones. I, I, yeah. Anyway, I feel like I, I saw the live action one and it's I enjoyed it better. With you, so I support you <laughs> in that low, you know, low spot. All right, what do you have at 37? 37, I have Fire Island. Yeah. So Fire Island is gay pride and prejudice, mm-hmm. and. uh I didn't necessarily rank it lower because it was gay. It was just not my thing. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, really graphic, um, you know, super R-rated. I, 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 thought that, I thought it was an interesting way to, to, to apply the, the pride and prejudice story in a, not only a modern setting, but in a gay setting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, it yeah. was yeah, not 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 a show, not a movie for me. But I did I, watch, I did watch that. Yeah, I do have it higher. Um, and but it is definitely not for everybody. It is very very R rated, very mature yeah. content. So yeah, uh, I I think I liked it just on the um sort of. I mean, I'm just a huge you know Pride and Prejudice fan, and sort of there. I think there were sweet moments and there were funny moments. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, definitely um, out of my comfort zone. That's for sure. <laughs> I wish, I guess, I wish too that they almost would have even embraced the Pride and Prejudice stuff a little bit more. Yeah, it is a very very loose adaptation. In fact, for the first hour, I was thinking what, and then finally we get like the letter and the the uh, exactly we get some of those elements, you know, in there. Yeah, um, I really liked. Um, uh, I really liked Margaret Cho. I thought she was really funny uh, in her scenes. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I I totally get that one. Um, all right. Well, uh, so thirty six. I have Hocus Pocus two. 
Okay. And I just, this, this franchise just is not for me. I don't like the original. I think the original is not funny and I don't understand why like the virginity of the teen characters is like a plot point. I think that's weird. Um, I just don't get it. I, it's not for me. (laughs) I don't understand why it has this incredible following. They have whole shows at Disneyland. They have, I mean, everywhere you go, it's the sisters everywhere at Disneyland. I don't understand that. I just don't get it. And this was, I think a step down from the original I haven't seen the original in a while, but I mean, they have this long scene in Walgreens where they're just like ambling about (laughs) hanging out. And I was just baffled by that. I I was like, does, is Disney doing so poorly? They really need like extended Walgreens promos in their movies. I mean, it's, it's crazy. And what's so I have this a little higher because there's, you know, stuff in between that I like a lot less, but it, it's so weird to me too that again, not that time equals quality, but how many years have been waiting for you know people have been waiting for a sequel, and this is what we get. Yeah, you know. Anyway, it was it, was it was it wasn't it was it, it wasn't good. Yeah, and I like the younger actors, the teens, uh, probably better than the teens in the original. Yeah, but they didn't really give them much to do, and. I mean, the three actresses, they, they're, they're camping it up. They're having fun, but I also don't think they gave them really anything to do. I mean, it just felt like they were kind of hanging out uh, and watching, I mean, hanging out and just riffing. And I'm like, did they really not have a script? I don't yeah. know. It was just strange to me. Yeah, I, it's, I did it's, not. it's strange. Yeah. I did not said, like I've it. got a little higher, but I, but but I'm with you. <laughs> so what do you what do you have at 36? At 36, I have better Nate than ever. Yeah, I have it at 35, so I'm with you okay. on this one. Um, what a terrible film. Uh, you know, I thought as actually the way that it was advertised and you know, or just in, and just reading and reading a little bit out before I watched it, I thought, oh, this is gonna be pretty fun. You know, I mean it's you know, they're going to New York and there's Broadway and, you know, and, and I just found Nate incredibly unlikable and incredibly unsympathetic and which was too bad. Just like here, here they have this main character who's, is just so on, so on unappealing and, and, uh, I thought it was pretty horrible, really. Yeah. Yeah. He was an annoying little twerp. I did not like him at all. And you know what I thought actually should have been a show full of really fun musical numbers was just devoid. Yeah, there weren't. There was only really I think two. Yeah, musical numbers, and yeah. like we could have had so much fun with that Lilo and Stitch. Yeah, oh, absolutely. You know, musical, and I mean, I I am Mrs. Musical. I should have loved this. Yeah, but yeah. he was just so annoying to me, and I I just I don't know. I just didn't, I didn't like the way he treated his friend. I didn't, and I either. didn't like, I didn't like how he treated his friend. Yeah. So yeah. I agree with you. I have that at 35. Okay. Um, what uh, do you have at 35? At 35, I have Brahmastra. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm saying that one part one. Yeah. Uh, I was actually looking forward to this film. I thought it looked really, or it sounded very interesting. Mm-hmm. I was bored out of my mind and they had, 
a lot of special effects. And I mean, clearly they had spent some money on it, but I just found it so uninteresting. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I didn't care for it. Well, and evidently this director is pretty popular. My uh, uh, my friend Jimmy Cage on his channel, he does a lot of, that's his thing. He does some Bollywood and Tollywood yeah. uh, reviews. And I watched They that. were Thank hyped for, for it. Thank you for sending me that. That was really helpful. It kind of valid. Not, <laughs> I, I guess I felt better because I was like, yeah. maybe I just don't get it. But um, And it's hard when you have RRR out this year, which was so great. Uh, not that there can only be one great uh indian film yeah. but uh but it just kind of presented in comparison in comparison uh yeah i have it at 33 okay. uh so i'm not too far off uh it had like some fun dance numbers some fun but it just it just felt like watching a bunch of music videos and you, mm. you need more than that uh, yeah. even within this genre i think yeah so I agree. Um, all right. Uh, let's see. Where are we? Um, so 34. So what's your 35? Then that's 35 uh, is better. Is, is better than, than ever. Okay. Yeah. So 34, I have Sneakerella. Okay. This one just did nothing for me. I thought it was, I don't know. I thought it was, it was way too long for what long. it needed to be. It was almost yeah. two hours long. It should have just been a, uh, you know, it's a Disney Channel TV movie length. Yeah. And it had a it had some fun, fun things about it. But I don't know. I just I just got really, really, I found it really tedious. This one. You know, I have it. I have a higher. In fact, I'm kind of surprised where I put it. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it's still in, in the lower <laughs> half, you know, but, yeah. but uh, it. Yeah, I'm with you, you know, in that it was it was tedious. And, but it had like these moments that I thought were really fun and really clever. Like I thought the opening dance sequence mm. was really cool. And I loved, uh, I, I, you know, I liked the cinematography and I liked the choreography. And I also liked some of the animations and different things that they were putting in. Uh, and I thought we were kind of set up to be a really interesting because it's a retelling of Cinderella, right? But yeah, it's a, it's a dude. And, uh, and, you know, but an interesting construct, but that just didn't go well. And then so much time with those horrible stepbrothers. Uh, yeah. I mean, we, we get it that they're bad and that, you know, they're they're hijacking or, or screwing up, you know, Elle's life. But oh, how, yeah. how, how many scenes do they have to be in? Yeah, I uh, agree. Anyway, it, yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised, surprised to put it, I did. I think because, again, I, I thought that there was enough quality in some of those scenes that, 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 bumped up its its uh, enjoyment level yeah uh, for me uh so what are you at 34 so at 34 i have see how they run this was very disappointing it was I, so disappointing yeah i have it at 30 so just okay. like a tiny bit higher yeah i have to say i'm beginning to wonder if i just don't really like mysteries that much because this year, pretty much all of the mysteries were some level of disappointing to me. Mm -hmm. uh, see how they run. I didn't like the glass onion. I didn't. I mean, I, I'm not in love with either of the uh, Agatha Christie movies. I mean, I, I have it higher, but um, I don't know. I'm just beginning to wonder. Maybe it's just not my genre. <laughs> Interesting. Do you feel, though, it's just more the quality of the films, Rach? Why they're not your genre or is it just you know 
because I thought that the, the quality of see how they run it, it seems like to have the, the potential to be really interesting yeah uh, well and I I, I, really, mean, I, thought I was, it was dull. I was a little disappointed because the because they use that that name see how they run which is a play which is so funny uh yeah. that actually if you want to see it Hale theater in sandy is doing see how they run i think coming up um it's really hilarious play and i had just seen it uh and in pleasant grove and uh and i was when i heard oh they're making see how they run but i guess it's not they're not really it doesn't have anything to do with the play it just has to do with um uh the nursery rhyme the three blind mice thing oh, yeah um yeah. see how they run but uh but it just was boring i i didn't think the clues were it had all these great people uh and it looked great the costumes looked great but i don't know just the mystery wasn't interesting yeah yeah i agree the mystery wasn't interesting at all and and uh i just i just i kind of sadly i fault the filmmakers you know i thought yeah it was an interesting premise and they had a terrific cast and a really stylish look to it, but it, but I, I didn't, it, it didn't pan out for me at all. Yeah. yeah. Are you a fan of Rachel's reviews? Do you look forward to family movie night, female film critics panels, or the talking Disney podcast? If so, please consider supporting the podcast by becoming a patron. As a patron, you get to access monthly events such as the watch alongs and Q and A's where you get to talk to stars and find out the behind the scenes of the movie making industry. And you can pick what I review for family movie night, or even become a guest on the podcast. Podcasts and YouTube channels are expensive and I really, really could use your help. I would so appreciate it. You also get to be a member of the Facebook group where we talk about all the films that we're seeing and we have so much fun. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies and select one of the Rachel's fan tiers. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. I don't blame you for having it that low. Um, so yeah, so I have uh Brahmaster at 33. Oh, okay. So it's still pretty close on that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I if I had to watch it, I'd rather watch it again than any of the uh, the ones I've had lower just for mm -hmm. the spectacle. Yeah. That's, that's reason. only reason. Yeah, that's a good um, way to put it. It is a it is a spectacle for yeah. sure. Yeah. But uh but what do you have at 33? At 33, I have Night of the Museum. Kamunra, or how we say it, rises again. <laughs> I have it at 32, so we're on the same page there. Holy cow, Rach. Like, again, another one of those that Disney branded, and they, uh, I thought the setup was kind of fun. I'm like, okay, I think I'm going to enjoy this. And then they get into the quote unquote adventure, and I was so bored. I, uh, for, like, again, it uh, felt like one of those cheap after uh, saturday morning uh yes, or after like school did. uh shows mm -hmm. uh which they could have some nostalgia those kind of shows but uh but there were cheap ones and there were good ones and this would be a cheap one i know it just yeah. did nothing for me it was totally Same boring thing. and bland i again i i was trying to the give animation the was terrible the, the animation wasn't good yeah yeah the whole thing i just thought what an interesting way to possibly reboot this, you know, film franchise into an animated one. And then I'm hoping, like, please don't make any more of these. They're horrible. <laughs> you know, this, this is horrible. I don't want to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, seriously. Uh, uh, 
Um, all right. So what do you have next? 32. That's where I die every wimpy kid, Roderick rules. Mm, I, okay. I had it a step above, you know, the night of the museum because of I felt of it seemed thematically true to the source material. What mm. limited I did, you know, stuff yeah. uh, my, with, with my limited experience with it. So I, I wouldn't ask, you know, mm-hmm. as we were, but I still, it's not good, but I do have a little higher for that. Yeah. All right. Well, at 31, I have actually is where I have What's strange. What's your world. 32, Rach? 32 was Night at the Museum. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, Thanks. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, okay. So 31, I have Strange World. I really didn't care for it. Yeah. I just felt like the characters were so argumentative and unpleasant. Uh, and that just ruined it for me. I mm-hmm. and I thought the reveal was so stupid that it just yeah. Like, oh my gosh uh so yeah it, it it was 31 for me you know i i have it higher and i kind of wonder why uh because this i i think i loved the animation so much and i think i loved the idea you know yeah. but as we talked about in our in the episode that we reviewed this where we did a deep dive and you kind of you know, were my therapist helping me <laughs> process through the movie which i'm so grateful for thank you again but but it uh you know beyond the good animation and then just i thought having these three generations of men you know kind of this father-son relationship over three generations had so much potential yeah and and it just didn't work i agree with you you know i think problems with the script and Again, anyway, and uh, lots, lots of issues with that movie. I have a higher, but I kept, but that was a big challenge for me with this yeah. ranking. Like, where in the world do I put Strange World? Because I really, frankly, wanted to put it lower. But these other films, I didn't like. I mean, I didn't like as much. I mean, that's not necessarily fair because I didn't really like Strange World. <laughs> but it was, as we talked about at the opening, there was like so many mediocre films. It was hard to rank the, you know, through the mediocrity. Yeah. Um, so you just, you know, just kind of did the best you can. So what did uh, you have at 31? At 31, I have uh, more than robots. I, Rachel, I hated this documentary. And let me, <laughs> let me tell you why. Now, and, and you think that I would like it because it's not nature, you know? I mean, it's yeah. like technology and kids learning cool stuff and, you know, these kind adults that are help, helping to mentor these kids. Frankly, though, I, I felt it was a 90-minute commercial for that organization mm-hmm. rather than an insight into uh, how this program or or just the how this experience was really helping these kids evolve. I didn't feel like we really got to – I mean, they would show the kids and, and, and interview some of these kids, like that kid they opened up with the blonde hair and the glasses, you know? He was kind of like the one that we'd see a lot. But I I personally didn't feel like we learned anything. We got any insights into any of these kids' lives or their character, you know, their mm-hmm. experiences or whatever. It was just they were there and oh, I kind of got this deadline. And oh, and then they build a robot and then they go and like, oh, and then there's clapping. And then, you know, anyway, it just I just I don't know. I didn't like that. I mm-hmm. I for that reason, I just I wished. 
I was I was hopeful that this was going to be really insightful, and I didn't feel like I learned a thing other than this organization exists. Well, I actually watched this movie at the online, the virtual edition of South by Southwest in February. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and you get to meet some of the filmmakers and. Um, yeah, they had a, like Q and A and things. Yeah, I, and you know it was all di- virtual, but um, but uh, yeah. So it's been a while since I saw it. Uh, since I watched it in February, but um, uh, but I at the time I wrote uh my little review. I gave it three stars, so it wasn't like I was in love with it. But I wrote um that uh, it was a doc about the 2020 first robotics competition should help inspire kids to see other kids engaged in engineering and science how the kids use their skills to help with COVID at the end was inspiring yeah so so that's the part that I remember the most that was the best part of the movie it was the was was how they were kind of the cool stuff they were innovating with Mm -hmm. with with COVID yeah and and the disappointment and not actually being able to compete and uh and how they kind of helped each other uh so that's what I remember um but uh but yeah I uh I do remember it being kind of um, very uh, promotional. So I think that's fair. I do have it higher, but, um, but yeah, that's fair. I was disappointed. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's see 30. So we're at, I think. Yeah. 30. I have speaking of disappointment. um, I have disenchanted. Yes. Um, Um, I I disenchanted at 30 and Hocus Pocus 2 as its neighbor at 29 both incredibly disappointing comes again not that I'm, I'm not a hocus pocus fan but yeah thought again we wait all this time and this is what you come up with disenchanted the only thing i i thought amy adams was played her played the role well particularly when she has to when she goes into evil stepmother mode yeah uh i thought she did it i thought she did a good job and thankfully they gave idina menzel a song to sing yeah, that was one of the that was the one thing that song was that good. I was so disappointed in uh with the uh original is that you're not are you you've cast Idina Menzel and you don't give her a song like you know in, the, in a musical like that seems so bizarre to me yeah <laughs> but, yeah I kind of realized though watching I have it a little bit higher but not s- super high but um I, I kind of realized watching it why they didn't give her a song though because yeah she it has makes sense so, she has such a stronger voice than Amy Adams. Amy Adams has a very nice voice, but you know, Idina has this belt, big voice, uh, and it would have overshadowed her song. Uh, yeah, I think Giselle's songs. I still don't understand why they didn't have her sing in the credits. Yeah, that yeah. makes no sense. Why have Carrie Underwood do the credit song? That doesn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense to me back <laughs> in the day, and I, I just I thought, but I thought it was a real disappointment. Not, I didn't think it was good. Yeah, it was definitely a disappointment. And I, I, when I first saw it, I was like, eh, I was like trying to, I felt like I, for whatever reason, I was kind of making excuses for it. And, uh, and then the more I thought about it, the more I was like, no, that wasn't good. And, and, uh, and then uh, I just completely forgot about it, which is probably the worst thing of all. Uh, I, I, I still haven't ever written a review for it. <laughs> because i i just got so busy with christmas and somebody the other day uh when i was updating my uh my site with a bunch of a bunch of oscar screeners that i had watched they were like oh i'm looking for your disenchanted review and i'm like oh i completely forgot about that movie (laughs) 
so I don't know. It's that's not good. <laughs> um, my number 30, you see how they run. Yeah. Just it wasn't good. It was boring. It, it was just, really a bore. The mystery was not good. Yep, agreed. So what do you have at 29? The 29 is Hocus Pocus too. Yeah. Oh, right. Um, 29, I have Empire of Light. And that yeah. I'm sad that I have it so low. I have it quite um, low too. And I actually didn't know anything about it. I was so busy. I just knew that, oh, there's a screening. I'm going to go. So I didn't necessarily actually have that much disappointment. And then I'm wa- I'm watching and I see on the screen, Roger Deakins and, you know, mm-hmm. all this and, uh, and Sam Mendes and everything. And uh, yeah, I mean, this was a case of a movie just trying to do too much. You know, it's, it's, a, it's supposed to be a, you know, film about racism. It's about film and cinema. It's about mental illness. It's uh, this romance, none of them done well. And I mean, it's as high as it is because it, it is beautiful. And that ending shot uh, with her finally experiencing cinema, she's worked at this place, but she hasn't ever really experienced the magic of it until the, the end. And so that was a great scene, I thought. I agree. And, uh, and but I, there was no chemistry between her and the, the love interest at all. Um, and Olivia Coleman's so great. She's a great actress, but... It was just disappointing. They give nothing for Colin Firth to do at all. Um, Other than just be a complete jerk. jerk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it just was just a mess. I know people say that a lot, but I think this was a very messy movie. Yeah, I agree with you. It, it was, it, to me, it was such a weird movie. I felt it was uh, almost schizophrenic, you know? Uh, it, I have it at... at um, 25 but it's still i i was so i didn't know anything about it either well also part of it is like with the press materials and stuff there was they were just beyond vague you know yeah. and i just knew it was sam mendez and roger deacon and olivia coleman and i was in you know it's just i didn't call first you know i was like oh my goodness mm-hmm. this has potential and uh it's just it's, it's so disappointing i mean it it was yeah, just so much going on, and with you, no can no chemistry, and Olivia Coleman is it, it does her very best, and I'm with you. The only scene that really moved me was when she's uh, watching being there. Yeah, you know, I yeah. thought that was beautifully filmed and beautifully acted, and uh, great. And the music, I really liked the score of this movie. Oh, I did too. That the score because nice. again, and that was nothing. There was a, there was a interesting to me because like oh this is you know it's trent reznor and atticus ross if i'm not mm-hmm. saying his name you know yeah. I, they do such cool work and uh uh anyway and the, yeah and, and they that delivered the music i thought was really good even though i was very confused with what was going on on the screen not confused just like okay. what it was just messy it yeah. was trying to be too many things um uh, so what do you have at 28 so 28 i have the that horrible cheaper by the dozen oh yeah yeah and I can't wait. I mean, I still kind of, you know, it's, it's still a little high because it's pretty dreadful. I was really giving Zach Raff and Gabrielle Union a lot of credit, maybe that they didn't deserve. Anyway, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a wrong film. So at 28, I have Amsterdam. Yeah, I have Amsterdam at 27. Yeah. And there were things that I liked about this movie. I didn't think it was like as terrible as, as, 
uh, everybody As else seemed to be. Some I didn't, were saying. didn't give it a, a fresh by any means, but I liked if they just stayed in Amsterdam, the whole sequence where they're friends and they're helping each other in Amsterdam, I actually thought was kind of fun. And you yeah. don't see that many stories of platonic friendship. And so I kind of liked that. I, and I was liked like, oh. that too. Yeah, I was feeling, I'm like, oh, this is going to be really fun. And then as soon as they left that, there was like a little montage of them like hanging out in Amsterdam and, and all of that. But then once, once it becomes kind of this, romance slash kind of a mystery sort of a thing all once they leave Amsterdam it was just not it was not entertaining um and uh and it it felt like everybody was giving different performances and like that everybody thought they were in different movies so I I blame David O. Russell on for this one because he did not get his actor's and the performances to all question to the same movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, because I, I think I was thinking about um, Silver Linings Playbook, mm-hmm. and I thought that movie was really successful. Yeah, you know, I, I mean that, that movie that brought in all these you know different actors and all this and all these kind of story different storylines, and it, it really worked. And this was just. This one didn't work at all. And I'm with you. I just felt like each actor was in their own was in their own movie. And and I thought he had a cool cast assembled, but then I kind of felt like it was stunt casting, you know, when when yeah. uh watch watching it because it just didn't it didn't work. I thought I, I, I was surprised at the, the the direction that the story went, because I mean I, I felt that, that it mirrored some of the stuff that we are experiencing uh, today with the, you know, with election deniers and all sorts of just, you know, crazy stuff that, that, that I feel is attacking American mm-hmm. democracy, but uh, that, that, uh, so some of that was kind of interesting to me, but I'm with you. The only part I really liked was when they were in Amsterdam and there was this kind of platonic, there was the, there was the platonic relationship because the actors were good. Yeah. And we need know? more stories about friendship. Mm-hmm. We do. Yeah. Um, was, again, I think that the, the the word of the day, Rachel, is is disappointing. Yeah, <laughs> it was another one of those that <laughs> I my, I had high hopes for, and, and and it didn't deliver. Yeah. Um. So what do you? So you have that at twenty seven? I have that at twenty seven. Yeah. What's okay. your twenty seven? I have disenchanted at twenty seven. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we are, we already said our piece. So I know this our big probably our biggest disagreement is going to be at twenty six. That is where I have turning red. Yeah. I didn't enjoy this film. Um, I mean, there are parts I enjoyed about it. I liked uh, the anime style. I liked uh, I liked what they were trying to do uh, in talking about maturation and and growing up and 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 all of that. But I thought the metaphor was really lazy uh, in how it was applied in the story. Uh, that uh, that it's something that they can just turn on and off using this ritual. It didn't make any sense to me. I mean, uh, and, and I don't feel like that's a very good metaphor for, for maturation because unfortunately kids dealing with that can't just turn it off. They can't just make a choice. Uh, you know, the, uh, the, 
um, panda or no panda, you know, my panda, my choice, like they can't, they don't get a choice. You just go through it and you have to deal with it. And I thought the mom was so bad. I hated her character. I thought she was so cringy and uh, just like every cliche of, uh, of, uh, Asian mothers that you've seen in movies and in, in stories. And I'm just completely unhinged. And what she, when she goes off on the, uh, the convenience store clerk was just ridiculous. I mean, she just was out of control. And uh, so I, I hated her character and I, I thought a lot of the plot points were very weird. Like her, like performing for this kid in her class at his birthday party i thought that was weird storyline um i mean i don't know i just didn't like it i i just did not care for this movie i think the animation is fun um some of the songs are fun but that was about it for me yeah yeah i have a lot higher it's in my top 10 but Mm -hmm. i uh i appreciate your your you know your your point of view on it and and uh I I feel like I was kind of a, I mean, I've talked to other people that liked it, but I kind of felt like I was in, uh, I was in the minority, you know, of people who really liked, liked the movie, at least in my circle. But anyway. It it seemed like there were a lot of people that if you didn't like it, you were somehow like the, 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 you were somehow, um, I don't know, not feminist enough or not, you know, a, accepting enough and i wanted to like it i well, like the fact you did, that, that you have a i think it's insane that we don't ha- have more movies where we talk about girls maturing and going mm-hmm. through their period and i was excited about that but i just don't feel like it was executed well i feel like this needed a bunch more turns through this story mm-hmm. uh, committee there at pixar yeah. it was the first pixar movie i went rotten on yeah, I was gonna say this. <laughs> oh, and and again, another thing's why why I appreciate what you had to say about it because uh, this is a studio that you respect. You know, I was so excited for this movie. I yeah. had the panda as my as my wallpaper on my phone for a year. Yeah. When they revealed it, I think a D twenty three. Yeah. I had I so I was so excited for this movie, and I don't know, I just. It just, I just didn't like it, uh, yeah. but I know that a lot of people loved it. So I, that's great. <laughs> well, um, exactly. And I, you know, I respect, I respect your opinion. So what do you have at 26? At 26, I have the Banshees of Any Sheeran. Oh, interesting. Which, you know, I probably, as I'm thinking about it, cause I, I, I literally just saw it last night, you mm-hmm. know, uh, and, and I've read some more about it and I, I might have, you know, if, if if we were doing this ranking next week, I might move it up a little. I, I have very mixed I, feelings about it too. Yeah. So uh, I I almost went rotten on it. And then I I was like, it's so well made. I decided to change oh. it. I still debate about it. Should I change it back? Because I don't really like it that much. But I don't know. I have very it, mixed feelings about it. So I understand. It is, I'm with you. It is such a, it's so beautiful. I mean, the setting, and it's so beautifully filmed. The performances are so terrific. But uh, I was so, I mean, maybe that's probably the purpose. I was so uncomfortable with this plot. Yeah. And and, and it just uh, didn't feel like the, the fingers 
to me is where it lost me because I just don't believe that that character would do that. It just felt ridiculous. Yeah. And then when they kill the donkey, I'm yeah. really mad. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I think for like someone like you and I, who are like friendship is our primary relationships, you know, like we don't have, we're not married. You know, neither of us are married. Um, yeah. And so for somebody to just treat a friend like garbage is really hard. It was horrible. Yeah. Uh, you know, the one thing that helped me and where I think maybe again, over time, I might boost this up, but still it's not going to be in like my top 10 of the year or anything other than it's so beautiful. I wish it could have been, but, yeah. but uh, it uh, as a metaphor of what was going on in Ireland at the time period that this film, you know, was set in, it makes sense. Just, just the idiocy of yeah. what of, of what was going on politically there, uh, you know, like with the, you know with uh, Brendan Gleeson cutting off, you know, the, his character cutting off his fingers, like because he says how... he's supposedly he's he's. He is stopping this friendship because it's it's taking away from his uh from his uh violin composition. Yeah. yeah. But then there's no way that he would cut off his fingers. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. So that he would I think, do that. So that's what again, I think uh, you know, as a metaphor of, of the idiocy of what was going on with the yeah. you know the conflict in Ireland. I think that made sense to me, but but uh it's it's do, it was it was a hard film to watch. How do me. you feel about Mark Martin McDonough in general? Did you like him three billboards? Yes, I did. And I also liked In Bruges. Yeah. I uh, think in Bruges is his best movie because they're supposed to be despicable. They're supposed to yeah, be criminals. Yeah. Uh and you're not supposed to be like rooting for these people. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I very maybe I should change it back to Ron. <laughs> it's 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 hard hard one it's a hard one i've seen that other people have put it in their 10 best lists and i was yeah i I have friends who's their favorite of the year what they yeah what they saw in it that i didn't i did laugh there were some funny parts um in the script uh but um i don't know i it's just a weird movie i have it a little higher but um, I have very mixed feelings about it. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful film. I mean, I don't know if there's a film that's more beautiful to look at, you know, as far as yeah. just the landscapes and, and, uh, you know, cinematography. And but the performances are really good. If Colin Farrell wins or is nominated, I won't be mad. I won't be mad either because his, his performance in particular was really, really good. Yeah. Brendan Gleason was great too. But I mean, I thought everybody was good, but really Colin Farrell. Wow. Mm-hmm. What a performance. Yeah, so what do you have at 25? 25, I have Empire of Light. Mm-hmm. Disappointing. Yeah. Uh, 25, I have Death on the Nile. Yeah. Um, and I I don't really understand what... I did give it a positive review, but it wasn't like a huge... I, gave, I think I gave it three stars. But um, there were some weird things. Like the whole introductory scene with this like long, sexy dancing was just like it felt Weird. like somebody filming it who would never 
had a sexy dance before. Like it just felt weird. <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> Uncomfortable. Yeah. Maybe that was and, the point, and, but it sure seemed out of place. And then also the the kissing scene on the pyramid. I'm like, has Kenneth Brennan never been kissed before? Because this just looked so weird. Yeah. I, obviously he has, but it was just, I thought it looked really strange. Um, but like it was fun enough, the clues. Once it, it took so long for somebody to to die death on the nile it doesn't happen yeah. for an hour but once that got started it was fun enough but uh uh but yeah it it wasn't great i wish it was better yeah you know i have it in i have it higher i enjoyed it but i but also it, i didn't i i think i wanted to enjoy it more frankly i liked the one uh made in the 70s with peter Usinoff. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh that one was on turner classic movies just before the new one opened you know before this kenneth brown one opened. Yeah. and i i remember watching the peter ustoff one as a kid and i liked it i remember thinking it was good and then you know revisiting it and then but so i think because i watched the really good one seeing the remake i mean it was kind of just fun to see oh this is how they're going to kind of not necessarily do it differently but just how they were going to interpret this you know story yeah. and and so that I think that actually helped in my enjoyment of it. Go figure, yeah. but uh, but still, well, and it was imperfect, also an imperfect film. Didn't we see it in January? Yeah, I think it was in January. So it was like really nice to be in the theater. Yeah, exactly. It was so fun yeah. to be in the theater. Did we go to a screening? Did yeah, you we went of, to. I think you kindly together, invited yeah. me to the screening. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think that's that a fun. little bit part of it. But yeah, um, exactly. Like, oh my gosh, we're in the movie. <laughs> you know, a, new, <laughs> a new movie. Yeah. Boy, that feels like a million years ago. It's I know. Crazy. <laughs> so what do you have at 24? At 24, I have not okay. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was okay. I mean, I thought yeah. it was a pretty interesting story. Uh, well told. I didn't know yeah. what to expect. I mean, I read the summary, you know, and started watching it. But I thought I thought it was actually a pretty well crafted movie and and quite relevant to today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did you think of it? I I liked it too. Zoe Dosh is so good. Yeah. And it was really a good. interesting story. Uh, uh, you know, sort of a this uh, social media world yes. and uh, that she fakes this whole identity and. Um, I know I I she's a pretty unlikable character, but uh, <laughs> well, and how it states you know at the very beginning of the film, I can't. I wanted to write down the actually it shows up on the screen, but it was just like I think that the filmmaker put it in, but it's just something like rated R for you know yeah sexual kind of blah 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 and a despicable protagonist. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah it was surprising it was better than i it was much better than i expected to i still Um, didn't rank it that high but i get it but 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 i just still though it was it was a film i enjoyed and mm -hmm. i think that's where we are thankfully with kind of the rest of these at least on my list most of these is when i started to enjoy you know yeah films that i actually enjoyed yeah so i have fire island at 24 i i feel like this was I agree that it is a uh, strong content. So not necessarily something I would reach to, but I think it it's well made for its target audience. I think that, and it's a target audience that doesn't get a whole lot actually of, yeah. Uh, yeah. of 
certainly of romances, they don't get a ton. I mean, we had bros this year, which is definitely better than this, but, um, but they don't get a whole lot of romances. And I, I, I think that, uh, that I have to kind of factor that in a little bit into its audience. Yeah. And, uh, I thought it had enough sort of sweet moments and enough of the Jane Austen and, um, for, and enough laughs with Margaret Cho for me to give it 24. So that's where I have it. Nice. Yeah. So what do you have at 23? At 23, I have uh, Rosalind or Rosaline. I'm not sure how you said you're supposed to pronounce it. Uh, but um, the, you know, that Romeo and Juliet. Oh, yeah. Kind of meta. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which yeah. I thought it was a really clever premise. Uh, I, 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 there was a lot actually I enjoyed about, about it. I didn't, I didn't think it was perfect, but I, I, enjoyed, I, I thought I got a kick out of how they yeah. it kind of felt in a ways like uh like wicked is to the wizard of oz yeah it was <laughs> fine know? i agree i liked uh the the new sort of take on the romeo and juliet story and i like uh, caitlin deaver i think she's great um uh, and uh so yeah i have that a little bit higher um at 23 is where i have thor love and thunder and I actually did go fresh on this i pretty much from death in the nile up i went fresh you went fresh i did yeah i mean it's a flawed film but uh i uh i gave it three stars um because i i liked the whole question of what happens when god lets you down and uh and isn't there for you and and how the god butcher is kind of struggling with that mm-hmm. i thought that was kind of an interesting interesting thing to talk about uh on in a, a marvel movie you know the reality of evil mm-hmm. the reality of uh of um and just faith i thought it would that i wish they had like handled it better and i wish they'd done more with it but i was there and uh i thought that the whole part with zeus was very boring uh, I, they totally wasted Russell Crowe. That whole middle section was, was boring, but I thought the whole kid army was fun at the end. I enjoyed that. Um, and mighty Thor and, uh, that, you know, that I thought paid off pretty well. Um, and, uh, so anyway, I have it at, I have it at, uh, 23. Okay. Nice. I have a, I have that quite a bit higher, but, but I, again, appreciate your perspective on it, you know, respect Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Um, so what do you have at 22? At 22, I have Sneakerella. Oh, okay. Uh, again, I, I, I thought there was, a, there was a lot to like about it. It was 30 minutes too long and, and, uh, you know, some other stuff that I thought was, that, was, that wasn't great, but it has, I thought it had some really appealing stuff and, 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 and uh, overall pretty high production value. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm with you. It just seemed to me that it was like a decom that they gave more money to. Yeah, and they shouldn't uh, have had it so long. And then they shouldn't have. You know, I think it might have been better <laughs> as a decom. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I, I, hate it. I have Banshees at 22. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So mixed feelings on that. This is yeah. like my mixed feelings section. <laughs> no, I hear you. It's hard, you know, trying to <laughs> trying to really figure out where I wanted to put you know put, you know rank these films yeah they do uh, this mediocre middle section <laughs> what do you have at 21 21 i have the valet mm, yeah which was re- really fun 
mm-hmm. I thought it was I thought it was a fun uh, a, a fun movie. The particularly the actor that plays uh, the valet. Yeah, yeah. Um, Eugenio Derbez. Derbez He's so yeah. charming. I love him. He was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and clever plot. I thought you know mm-hmm. with uh, and and it was just one of those films that i actually just enjoyed rather than just like you know what am mm-hmm. i watching but uh it was it was it was, it was fun yeah you know i love rom-com so i have this a little yes. bit higher but uh, yeah yeah it was a nice surprise uh and uh i i think they have to stop having max green max greenfield needs to stop accepting roles as jerks because he's not like i feel like he's been in so many rom-coms where he's a jerk and he's a jerk yeah. here <laughs> yeah he is it's interesting isn't it yeah, yeah. it's like five casting to the you know yeah yeah so 21 is where i have rise oh, okay I, I i enjoyed it was a little long a little bit slow at times but overall a you know an inspiring sports movie it's a story that because i don't follow base uh, basketball at all I didn't know anything about this at all. Um, the um, uh, I won't even attempt to say their names, but uh, <laughs> but uh, their family is really a family story about and an immigrant story mm-hmm. about how they got to Greece and then how they ended up becoming basketball stars. Uh, so yeah, I thought it was solid, good sports movie. I liked Rise a lot too. I have it at eighteen. Mm, yeah. And- and I'm with you. I, I thought that was a very solid story and inspiring story. I was aware a little bit about these players, and I'm with you. I forget how to pronounce their last names. <laughs> I'm not going to try. But but Johnny's, you know, yeah, uh, uh, just inspire. You know, inspiring everything. Everything really that you'd want like a a sports movie um, to be. I thought mm-hmm. I, went, I thought I was a little long. Yeah, that uh, I think the it the it would have been way better at like eighty minutes. Yeah, absolutely. I think that was that it, I, and I, <laughs> I probably would have put a higher. Yeah, too, for sure. I I got a little carried away, but still, but solid. Yeah, mm-hmm. solid. Um, so what do you have at twenty? At twenty, I have Strange World. Uh, I put a smack oh, down okay, in the middle. Yeah. Uh, that was this one was the one that was probably just made me the most sad because again. Walt Disney Animation Studios is like my favorite, you know, they're my favorite studio. Mm-hmm. And I was just, I had pretty high expectations for this, or I guess mostly more, not so much expectations, hopes. Yeah. And well, it had a lot to be excited about them doing an adventure. And yeah. And yeah, I, I would be very curious to know. Uh, I'm sure at some point we'll find out sort of the behind the scenes struggles yeah. and what happened because there's got to be a story behind it. Yeah, because it just—I mean, every, <laughs> the movie was disappointing. The marketing was disappointing. Yeah. Everything was disappointing about this film. So, I, I feel like putting it at twenty is maybe a little too generous because <laughs> it's not that good. But also, I looked at all these other films, and it, I did—I did enjoy the art mm-hmm. <laughs> quite a bit, even though I didn't care—you know—care much for for the script. Yeah. Well, at twenty, I have more than robots. Okay. And that was, it really was kind of going back to my memories of watching it in February. Um, so it's a little, little hazy, but, um, <laughs> uh, but I, I think, I feel like we, 
it's really the only film in this whole grouping that actually like acknowledged COVID quarantine, how stressful it was for children, teenagers, uh, how they dealt with it. And, uh, so I, I was just remember being kind of comforted by that and impressed yeah. by that. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so uh, that's, that's why I, uh, and I, I was, I felt like I was such a Grinch at, uh, Sundance and Southwest, all South, my Southwest. So it was like, uh, oh, yay. <laughs> Three star <laughs> film. Yay. <laughs> but, uh, what do you have at 19? At 19, I have Hollywood Stargirl. Yeah. I have this much higher. I was shocked how much I liked this movie. This was a really solid movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really enjoyable. I think mostly what I liked, I mean, I liked uh, the. I like. I thought Grace uh, Vanderwall was cool. I, I, you know, because I like Star Girl. Mm-hmm. But uh, see, I didn't like Star Girl. I yeah. really didn't like it, and I, I thought it was just was too manic, about. pixie dream girlish for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was just so much better than, in my opinion, than Star Girl. Oh, I, you know, I agree. I think what I liked, one of the things I really liked about it is I just thought it kept a really even keel, and. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the plot, the plot was interesting and I enjoyed the performances and, you know, the music and everything, but it wasn't just like this hugely melodramatic thing. I mean, there was stuff happening and there were issues that they were dealing with, but it was all interesting. I just, you know, it really, I just thought it worked. I thought they did, I thought they did a really nice job and I wish Disney plus if, you know, would come out with content more of this quality. Yeah, Uh, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, 19, I have not okay. That's where I have okay. that. It was yeah. a really good. Solid. Yeah. yeah. Solid movie. Yeah. Uh, with good performance. Uh, I mean, if I was, I think she, she could be considered as like an Emmy or, you know, kind of nominee. I thought she was really good in it. I did too. I thought she gave a very good performance. Yeah. yeah. So let's see what you have at 18. 18 minutes where I have rise. Okay. Um, 18 is where I have light year. Yeah. I did go fresh on this. I think it also got three stars. Um, I think it was such a weird movie. It was a weird project. I don't really understand it. I don't really understand why they wanted to do it. Um, I thought there were sweet moments. The, um, the, the love story sequence montage, I thought was actually really tender and sweet. Um, and the world building the animation uh the cat was adorable uh but i didn't like the third act reveal the villain reveal did not work i don't think and it just anything that was toy story about it was distracting it should have just been you know spaceman the movie and i mm-hmm. would have liked it way more but mm-hmm. everything it just there were so many parts where i was like that doesn't make sense that doesn't make sense that Andy would like this. That doesn't <laughs> yeah. make sense with the story. That doesn't, why is Zerg, is Zerg is supposed to be his dad? Yeah. And, and I don't know. It was just, I, it was a stupid project. And uh, I don't, I don't get what they were thinking with it. Yeah. And changing I, the voice was stupid. Yeah. I have a little higher, but I, you know, I can't fault any of, any of what you're saying, you know, <laughs> it was, yeah, yeah. Uh, so what you at 17? 17, I have If These Walls Could Sing, yeah. which was a pretty cool documentary made by Paul McCartney's daughter. 
about the Abbey Road Studios. And I just learned a lot. I just, it was very interesting because of course I've been very aware of Abbey Road Studios, but I really enjoyed, I enjoyed the history. I enjoyed the the timeline. I enjoyed the interviews. Uh, I sometimes felt like it wasn't, again, this isn't fair, Rachel, but I just, with my documentaries, I, I often wish that I get some kind of an, like an insight or someone really like reveals themselves. Mm-hmm. This just felt like more just kind of like a timeline documentary. And that's okay. Yeah. That's yeah. okay. It, it, it was still, I, I, you know, I know, I know a lot more about Abbey Road Studios than I did before I watched it. And, and uh, the, you know, the movie score stuff was thrilling. Yeah. That was my watch. favorite part. Yeah. By far. The for me Star too. Wars and, because yeah. I knew most of the uh, Beatles stuff. So uh, the um, Pink Floyd and then the um, John Williams parts. Were yeah, really it was fa- Pink Floyd. That was new yeah. to me. That was fascinating. Yeah. So uh, and, and, I, and I really love the John Williams stuff. So. So I have at 17, I have Darby and the Dead. OK, yeah, I have that at 16. I thought this was pretty fun. It was I, fun. I yeah. know. I know. <laughs> I liked it, too. I liked uh, Lake Kravala as the spirit and Riley Downs. She was really good as this girl who can see the spirits and. Uh, um, sneakerella, the sneakerella of, dude was in it. Yeah. And just kind of getting through uh, high school <laughs> with this yeah. gift, I guess. Um, it was, it was, it was funny. It was, it, I enjoyed it. I, yeah, it's, I uh, don't really understand why this is on hulu uh instead of disney plus well what i thought rachel it was disney it was i thought it was a decom with swearing because uh the language is bad in it but um but otherwise it it should have been a i felt like it almost should have been a decom you know like swearing in higher but and a higher budget uh but you know totally it really felt like sometimes the swearing just goes over my head (laughs) i don't even hear it i same here but i for whatever reason i was really noticing it because again because i was just thinking this should be a decom and then they have like things like daredevil and stuff on disney plus why not like it's so (laughs) confusing hulu to me i know i'm with you i'm with you but yeah i guess there was some swearing uh but um but yeah i I for, and for some reason they they feel a need to make these uh these not decom decoms long like yeah. I, I there's something to the like eighty to ninety minute uh yeah screenplays that this I think is actually a little works too long a little too long but I I overall really thought it was funny and I had a blast with it it, it it kept my attention the whole time thought the performances were good it had it had yeah it had and a Alec good script. She's one of those people I just am rooting for her. And I just loved her so much in Moana. And she just seems like such a sweet, nice person. Yeah. Uh, that She's I really just, good. I hope she keeps getting work. And, and I do uh, too. Yeah. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or Hallmarky in your life? What about getting that t shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies merch store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Walmart Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. 
Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash hallmarkies. 16. 16 is right. I have Darby and the dead. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 16 is where I have Rosalind. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was fun. Really fun. fun. Clever yeah. take on on uh, Shakespeare. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Uh, all right. What do you have at 15? At 15, I have Good Luck to You, Leo Grant. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was an excellent film. Yeah. Uh, it... Yeah, just just the Emma Thompson gives a killer performance, you know, a very adult film, but but mm-hmm. but but good. I mean, just you know, basically, it's just these two people. Yeah, and and uh, you know, uh, fascinating. Uh, very just anyway. I really enjoyed. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Thought it was very thought provoking. Yeah, it was really good and two really great performances and you get to know and understand both of these characters so well. And it was definitely, you know, a little out of my comfort zone, but enough people told me, you know, go see, go see yeah. it. It's so good. I think and you I, told I, me to go see it too. You know? <laughs> I, the script is excellent. I think. I do too. Yeah. So, um, at 15, let's see. Yeah, Sorry. Anyway. No, please say excellent script, excellent acting. Really good. Yeah. Good film. Um, at 15, I have Doctor Strange. Yeah. In the Multiverse of Madness. Um, I really enjoyed the Sam Raimi touches uh, with like the zombies and some of the other stuff. That was, I thought, a lot of fun. Um, you really could feel it was his movie, which you can't always say with the MCU. Um, and, you know, I, I, I think that Doctor Strange is always one of my favorite characters in the MCU. Um, so it was fun to spend more time with them. The um, uh, forget her character name. The girl, the young girl, she was pretty good. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think they could have done more, or I think it kind of loses its way a little bit. Is with the the alternate world. Like I wish that we'd spent more time in more worlds, and we spent a lot of time in this one world. Um, you know where you see like a lot of these cameos and stuff like that, which I didn't. I mean, I have it this high, so I enjoyed it. Um, and it was fun to see like John Krasinski and, and, uh, and, um, Peggy Carter and, and things like that. Uh, but it, I don't know, it just felt like a little bit going through the motions, you know, that you knew this character wasn't really going to mean anything. So, uh, we're just going to fight and then they're going to be gone. Um, and so it was fun. I enjoyed it, but I have it at 15. Yeah. I have a little higher. And I and I agree with you. I mean, I didn't think it was it was the best film. I just overall, I just enjoyed it. I got a little, I guess, tired, maybe sad of of uh, Scarlet Witch's. Oh um, yeah, yeah, crazy, that's right. You know, I didn't even how, mention that. <laughs> how she really loses it, and which is you know kind of a bummer, just because I like I like I like her character a lot. But I did but, feel like that was very telegraphed from wandavision like i people that were shocked and horrified by it i was like yeah Did you watch like, the show like what i agree with you because i just thought i wasn't surprised at all because it was like that was the direction she was going you know yeah, yeah there's no question about it, it was like I, I and 
I guess, you know, the marketing was making it the, almost like making it look like a buddy movie between Scarlet Witch and Doctor Strange, and that's not at all what we got. And I and that was fine because I I like it when uh you know the marketing doesn't give away big plot points. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh anyway, I enjoyed it. It wasn't it wasn't it wasn't perfect. Nor yeah. but it, nor, it was nor, off not the best year for Marvel. Yeah, it wasn't a great year for Marvel. Um I don't get any kind of meaning of life stuff from Marvel. Uh, for me, it's <laughs> yeah. it, it, it is pulp. It's just entertainment, and right. so that's just me, you know. <laughs> well, I was I was totally entertained by it, even if I didn't think it was, you know, a, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, I did go fresh on it. I just mm-hmm. uh, anyway. Um, see what do you have at fourteen. So fourteen, I have Lightyear. Okay, and yeah. I. I felt like I was the, the only person that liked Lightyear, uh, but it, and I think other, I mean, there were some other people, I guess they did, but, it's just so uh, but it was, it was space, man. It was, a, I, I thought this is cool. If Pixar is making a space movie. I didn't necessarily agree with like them, you know, this is Andy's favorite movie. I was like, really? Cause I don't know if I would necessarily <laughs> like that movie as a kid. Maybe it I would have. I liked, I liked but I, I, the adventure, you know, the space adventure, Stuff was fun. The animation was gorgeous, uh, but it, you know, problematic, problematic. Not, 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 not a great, not a great movie. Yeah. From, not, not, not a Pixar. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, top notch Pixar. Well, fourteen is where I have the valet. Okay. Yeah, because I just had a good time with it. Yeah, and, it was I so enjoyed. fun. Yeah, it was really fun. A little rom com. They didn't have like the best chemistry, uh, is the only no. reason I, it wouldn't be like top of my list, but it was still fun, yeah, yeah, yeah. The chemistry, right. I agree, it wasn't, and I like, I, like I would even know. I'm <laughs> talking to the Hallmark Queen here, she knows. <laughs> I'm listening to you, Rach, yeah. But, well, uh, what do you have at 13? At 13, I have the menu, yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Rachel, that was such a cool movie. <laughs> I guess I really enjoyed it, you yeah. know, uh, and I don't have it higher because there's just other stuff that I just enjoyed more, but it was so well made. And I mean, I knew it was going to have a real horror twist to it. Both, you know, frankly, from stuff that you had told me, but also I had heard from another friend too, who kind of gave me a rundown about it. But I was just so impressed with, uh how well made it was yeah such what good acting what how it was both funny and horrific too kind of at the same time i loved like the uh title cards they put up for the each course yeah that was so funny so well done (laughs) oh my goodness i was Uh, just squirming but in like the best kind of way the whole time and that ending with the s'mores i'll never forget it and this is a movie that has just stayed with me and I've thought about a lot in uh, yeah. each part of it and uh, and I've I've I, when I first gave my review I gave it a 7 out of 10 cuz I don't love the ending. It's a little too cynical for my taste. The ending I kind of wish there was a little bit more of a I don't know, just I mean I'm sure for for horror fans they like that kind of dark yeah. ending but I kind of wish there had been some kind, a little bit more of a uh, victory or a little bit something saved, but that's just because of who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but 
I still, it's just, it is a movie that has stayed with me. And I've thought about yeah. a lot and the way that it sort of builds scenes bit by bit and you get yeah. to know all the characters. And I thought, I mean, I thought everybody was great in it, but I thought that uh, Janet McTeer, I think is her name, who played the, um, the critic. I oh, thought she, she was, was she was so tremendous. Good. Yeah. I like thought it, she, yep. Like Please. if it was just up to me, I would nominate her for supporting actors. I thought she was just what you want, like in a supporting actress performance. Yes. Yeah. She gave an excellent performance. I agree. And I, and mm-hmm. as did her colleague at the table yeah. too, you know, the two of them. And then uh, Nicholas Holt, I thought was really good too, because <laughs> it's not clear about his character. And then he just gets more scum, more of a scumbag, he's you know, as, as, yeah, he's so despicable. And, and, yeah. uh, uh, you know, everybody, everybody was good in that. And when they pass out the uh, tortillas, oh, oh my, my stars! And, and there were scenes in this movie that I, my mouth was agape. I could not believe it. And uh, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's a special film. It is. I'm glad that you went out of your comfort zone. And I'm glad that you oh, liked it because I was like, oh no, he's going to be oh, mad at me. Oh, you're so nice. No, I would never be mad at you <laughs> about that. No way. The uh, I was just so happy to go. And that, and and also that I just liked it. And I think, you know, one of the many reasons I liked it too, it, it's just really well made. It's, yeah, it's, it's it really well, is. It is such a good script. It is such a good script. And, and it is so well crafted. Yeah, you know, so well photographed and edited and everything, and the acting is superb. Yeah, and it's and... what Hitchcock. I think would Hitchcock would love this movie. He would be oh, proud of it. Absolutely, yeah. and 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 you know, that's what you kind of told me it was like as well, which was helpful. Yeah. Uh, to just to kind of have my expectations set, and then <laughs> because I, I knew where I was going to go, but but not yeah. but not really where. I mean, I just figured everybody was going to die. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> but that's part of the dread, you know. I think yeah. it's part of. Uh, uh, anyway, great um, film. Well, good. I'm so glad. Well, I have uh, Mickey documentary. The Mickey oh, yeah. documentary. See, I have that. I have that at twelve. So okay, yeah. this was fine. It was perfectly enjoyable. If you're a Disney fan, like you and I are, um, is you know perfectly fun to learn a, a little bit more about yeah. Mickey. Nothing like groundbreaking. I gave it three stars. Yeah, same. Uh, yeah, it was. Oh no, I, I think I, I, I'm looking at. I gave it four, um, but I know why I gave it that extra star, Rachel, is because that M- Mickey in a minute, like. Uh, hand-drawn animated sequences at the very end oh yeah i loved that so much i just wanted to watch that that was fun on repeat i just just seeing mickey being you know hand-drawn again by these tremendous artists like mark hen you know and uh anyway and eric goldberg that was that was a real yeah, highlight for fun. me the other part of the documentary was fine it was very serviceable yeah Floyd i actually Norma- gave it three and a half <laughs> Floyd, okay yeah so we were close floyd norman i thought was you know yeah. particularly good and, and poignant yeah. with it uh some of it i don't know you know it's tricky i mean because he is a corporate symbol and they, they address that but some of the stuff they thought okay we get it let's move on but anyway mm-hmm. yeah imperfect, I just said, but quite good i said i'm a sucker for these kind of light and fluffy behind the scenes documentaries yes. i'd really admire walt and love hearing from the animators like eric goldberg yeah. mark Ken, and more yeah yeah so ditto 
All right. So what do you have at 12? Oh, you have that's what that I'm um, making at 12. So yeah, what do you have at 12? 12, I have the Bob's Burgers movie. And okay. this is way higher than I thought it was going to be because I have never been able to get, get to get into the show. I've tried multiple times to start watching it. And I just, I don't know if maybe just the first few episodes are kind of like not emblematic of the, sh- of the show. Because a lot of shows are like that. Even The Simpsons is, is like that, you know, in, in that first season is kind of, tonally different than the rest of the show yeah um like the office is like that a lot of shows that first season or the pilot you know are, are, are pretty different mm-hmm. so maybe that's my problem and i just need to kind of push on through uh but so i wasn't expecting to enjoy it at all i was like should i even go see it because i just am not a fan of the show um uh, but i did go we went together and I, yep. I actually ended up really enjoying it. Uh, I thought it was funny. I, I loved the music. That was a big surprise. I didn't realize the show was so musical. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. And uh, so, yeah, I had a 12. I have it at number nine, but I love Bob. I love, I love the show. And I thought this movie, you know, it was so fun to see with you. That was such a fun, it's such a funny movie. Hmm. Uh and just a real, just kind of like just an extended episode of of the of the TV series, you know, with maybe yeah. a little bit of fancier animation, but but I just felt they really kept to the tone of the series and uh, did a really really great, nice job with it. I, I, I had a blast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. At eleven, I have if these walls could sing is what. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was a fun documentary. I like, I love. Uh, those kinds of behind Ooh, scenes documentaries yeah. and particularly i thought the john williams and the pink floyd part was really fun yeah yeah good stuff mm-hmm. i at 11 i have the guardians of the galaxy holiday special mm-hmm. uh, that i just thoroughly enjoyed i yeah. thought it was i thought it was right on tone with 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 and i again i like guardians of the galaxy i think the movies are fine i mean imperfect particularly the second one had some stuff I didn't really care for, but again, you know, I'm not getting me yeah. and the live stuff out of Marvel movies. It is for me is truly like a visual comic book. You know, I'm just like having fun at the movies. So uh, I thought that this was it was a blast, and uh, but also you know insightful. The Kevin Bacon stuff cracked me up. Uh, just I just enjoyed it. I just, mm-hmm. just kind of smiled. Smile yeah, it was way. so. I mean, of course, yeah. I loved it because I, you know, love Christmas movies and and uh, and. But it was so nice for Mantis to get her kind of day in the sun yeah, after, especially absolutely. after she was treated in the second movie, where she's literally just made fun of the entire time. Yeah, that made me happy too. That Mantis, yeah, because she's and a great character. I it was think. it. Yeah, it was funny, and the way that it used the Christmas songs was was really fun. The class yeah. kind of classic christmas songs and uh the really the aesthetic of christmas fits so well mm-hmm. into guardians of the galaxy and i agree yeah, yeah right and and uh, uh it, so that was really fun and uh and so yeah i have it a little bit higher but um but yeah that was a pleasant surprise all right we're in our top tens yeah top ten range. this is gonna be <laughs> fun to see how we uh how we compare so, Number 10 is where I have Black Panther Wakanda Forever. And I think after I saw it, I might, I probably would have had it a little bit higher. Um, but it's not one that's really stayed with me or I've like wanted to rewatch that much. I still think it's a solid film, but uh, I don't know. It just ended up at 10. 
but uh, I, I think they were, especially with what they had to deal with, uh, how hard uh, the challenge that was, I, I did find it moving. Um, I liked uh, Nia Moore as a character. I thought that was good. Um, you have a villain that has like motivation and is interesting. Um, and, you know, Suri is, has always been a character I've really enjoyed. Um, Angela Bassett was really good. Uh, you know, it's a lot of kind of talk about leadership and, uh, and what it means to, to, you know, to lead other people. Um, and I, so I thought that was good. Uh, but yeah, it's just not one that's like stayed with me. So I, I, the other ones were more memorable for me. So I had it at 10. I have Black Panther higher, but, but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I hear what you're saying about it. For me at number 10, I've got, that's where I've got Death on the Nile. Mm. And I can, again, I kind of questioned about ranking it as high, but it's just kind of how it worked out as things, as I was moving things around, <laughs> <laughs> trying to, because again, yeah. it's, for me, it's, it's still, it's better than the whole mediocre bunch of, you know, all these kind of two and three star movies that, that are on my list here or you're on this yeah. list but but uh and i don't know it does almost seem like it's a little too high for me for top 10 but then just i guess relatively speaking <laughs> i mean i could have swapped it with garden of the galaxy and i think i did a few times but but i still quite like death on the nile so anyway yeah mm -hmm. sorry yeah. Number, that's one of my number 10 number nine for me is uh barbarian this is where the one that you didn't have yeah uh, yeah just to hear your experience <laughs> with this movie so barbarian it's i think what makes it special is that it is continually surprising you like the viewer that you do not know what is going to happen and some of it is outlandish and, and crazy and then uh, <laughs> i don't know uh it just it's fun that way you just don't know what's coming next and it's about this woman who gets this uh, B and B in Detroit. She's there for like a business interview, and uh, she's in this kind of bad neighborhood. And she ends up in the. Uh, the it turns out the house has been double booked, and Bill Skarsgård is there. And it was really the casting goes a long way in this movie because you immediately kind of distrust Bill Skarsgård because he's just been in so many horror movies and he's been in so many, like, <laughs> right. but he's actually not like a bad guy, but is he a bad, like, you don't really know. And so that like makes you tense and you're like, what is this guy? Yeah. Um, and then they cast Justin Long, who is so likable and so great. It's kind of this, uh, this me too kind of gross kind of guy, but again, it's Justin Long. So he's so, likable he's just like yes. an inherently likable actor yeah. and uh and so he ends up at the house uh at a certain point and it's just wild it's a wild movie uh but i really enjoyed it and uh i think that uh for people that are horror wimps like i am i i i think that it's worth it. it. It is worth it. It's not as worth it. Like if I was going to pick which one am I going to push on you, I would definitely pick the menu. The menu. Yeah. yeah and I did. <laughs> that was my choice. But <laughs> I still think this was a, a really uh, unpredictable movie. And I think that's made it a lot of fun. Oh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. You know, and and I and frankly, though, even though, you know, I don't like the horror genre, it seemed to me, though, that these movies from 
20th Century Studios and for Searchlight were all like kind of higher yeah. quality, you know, like good. They weren't just like cheap, stupid slashers. They like yeah. had kind of like some high concept stuff. Like I had heard really good things. I think this is from my coworker again, Rach, you know, that loves horror movies, mm-hmm. but um, loved Prey, which I believe. Oh, yeah, I heard that like was good too. Within the um, Predator. Yeah. Uh, you know, uni- film universe. Yeah. Uh, I heard that, but I didn't want to see it because I haven't seen any of the Predator movies. And yeah. I felt like it was weird to start with that one. Yeah. I've only so, seen the original. I haven't seen anything else. Yeah. I've never seen um, any. Yeah. Uh, but I did hear uh, a lot of my friends liked uh, liked that. And mm-hmm. I was just, a, it was a good year for horror thrillers. Yeah. Uh, I, I, and I, I saw Black Phone, which was really good. I, um, uh, I saw, um, I saw the new Scream movie. Um, I tried to kind of get out of my comfort zone quite, uh, quite a bit this year. Go rage. Because <laughs> um, I want to be like, if I, I guess I want to try to expand my palette because if someday some, like say, a news organization or maybe a website wanted to hire me as a critic, like, yeah, they're going to want me to cover everything. So I want right. to, I want to be um, ready, yeah. ready to go. So, yeah. uh, so what do you have at nine? At nine, I have the Bob's Burgers movie. Okay. Yeah. Which I love really yeah. fun. Um, so at eight, I have good luck to you, Leo Grant. Oh yeah. Good. So yeah, we talked about it. solid yeah. movie. Really good, really yeah. good scripts. Good, good, uh, good call. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you have at eight? At eight, I have Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, as we said, none of the Marvel movies I thought were you know were top tier necessarily this year. Although I've got all three of them in my top ten, um, which I think though it wasn't the best year for Disney. Let's put it. <laughs> I was going to say I think frankly that's why is because yeah. you know I would have thought that I would have had Strange World and. You know, whatever yeah. Pixar movie. Uh, I mean, I've got Keeping Red, you know, yeah. or, or Turning Red, I mean, coming up. But uh, uh, yeah, it was just, it was not a good year. Um, mm-hmm. Still though, there for me, there was lots to, lots to enjoy with, with, with Doctor Strange. I mean, he's a great character. The movie, mm-hmm. the movie, the movie's flawed, but I, the Sam Raimi touches, I think, were the, really the yeah, reason why fun. I had it. Those were really fun. And speaking yeah. of horror, but again, not that I love it, but I, he, he said such a distinctive style. You know, I've seen the Evil Dead movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, anyway, that yeah. for me, that was really fun. I just had a smile on my face. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, so number seven, uh, I have, is where I have the holiday special, the Guardians of Galaxy. Oh, nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, what do you have at seven? At seven, I have Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. Mm-hmm. Which... Yeah. It was definitely one of the biggest surprises of the year. Oh, I was so surprised that I, I mean, again, maybe the bar was low because the Disney <laughs> films have not been good. This movie, though, I mean, we've talked about it. It's such a blast. Yeah. Such a blast. Uh, so, so well done. I can't believe they got away with, you know, that they, like, you know, the brass at Disney let them make it. <laughs> yeah. Ugly Sonic. Hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That one was so funny uh well uh let's see what do you have at six at six i have uh turning red mm-hmm. i you know again what do i know i'm an old man uh 
but uh, most people liked it. I'm in the minority. It's got like 94% on well, Rotten Tomatoes, and I'm in the 6%. But so. still, <laughs> uh, I thought though, it was really, really interesting film. I guess, I guess it, it, uh, you know, pre- presented things that just uh, I did I hadn't thought of them in those certain ways, and uh, I, I thought the I, I really, I really love the animation. I love the setting. How it was, you know, I thought it was so interesting in Canada and in the 90s, you know, and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, so there was, there was that boy band stuff was hilarious. Um, the, the mother was a monster, but uh, I just like, I just liked how it all, how it all uh, panned out. It, it, I thought it was a very unusual film, but I thought it was very good. Yeah. Yeah. Most people, it seemed to, I mean, I haven't rewatched it since I watched it originally. So maybe one of these days I'll have to give it another try. Uh, but yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's gracious of you. <laughs> but, don't, know uh, nece- don't know if it's necessary. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so let's see. My number six is the Beauty and the Beast 30th yeah. anniversary concert. Yes. This was so fun. I oh, really stars, enjoyed it. it. Fun. I did too. I, I really liked how they they paid honor to the animation to Me the too. original film they had whole sections of it they literally had i think it was mark on mark hen animating yeah yeah on the stage on animating. the stage so it wasn't one of those disney things that insults the animators which was nice uh i, agree. I thought the whole cast was really fun i mean tonight twain was not great but other than that i thought they were all really good and really good yeah yeah and it was just this is how i would if i ran the world this is the kind of like tributes remakes which i that i would be a fan of of course it involves sort of theater which i love um and you know all the behind the scenes uh you know like they had little like interviews and behind and archive interviews uh and of course they had to add ever more because if you're gonna have josh crope which i'm so glad they did i, I did mean, that too. was that was a thrill to hear him sing that beautiful song yeah he was so good it was I thought. amazing yeah and and i loved her yeah i, I thought, did too i thought she did great yeah i agree yeah i wasn't that familiar with her um i i i'm just not that familiar with the actress or the as a musician or actress yes uh so it was new to me and it was just a super fun yeah i agree you know and just as you were saying rachel one of the things i was so appreciated about it is it seems to me that often these specials yeah they they discredit or disrespect the animators and the filmmakers and they this one they, and also i was thinking oh, great they're gonna do like a whole section about that piece of crap live action one <laughs> but you know Evermore was the only thing. Yeah. And Rita Moreno was a great host, I thought. Uh, Yeah, yeah, that's true. And 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 I thought that the way that the writers just talked about how this film, you know, this film has has creatively influenced a lot of different projects. Mm -hmm. And they just kind of did like that collage of you know all those different things, and that's it was it. And and I thought that was perfect. (laughs) You know, that they didn't need to go into historical detail about every one of these, you know, the Broadway show. And I agree. It was it was handled actually, and I'm with you. The animation was front and center. Didn't you love those 
like projections that they had on 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 the set and how some of it was the pencil drawings and then some of yeah. it would be the actual you know like production it back, was so cool you know, background or whatever it was lovely it was mm-hmm. and they and i i thought I just had the right balance of you know they had like some dancing and some again lots of music and then they sh- were showing actual sequences of the film which anyway that was refreshing i I thought that that, that that creative team gets an A plus. They did a really yeah, nice job. I agree. Yeah. I feel like kind of went under the radar and and I don't know, people weren't talking now. Yeah. So it, you should watch it on Disney Plus. It's really Yeah, it's good. on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Definitely check it out. If you're a Beauty and the Beast fan, it's 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 so worthwhile. And it's yeah. not not a not a you know stupid advertisement. Yeah. It was right. it's a real one, it's a lovely tribute yeah you know beloved film yeah agreed uh well my number five is uh the hollywood star girl and i think it was oh yeah (laughs) that i saw this not far after having seen the whale which i hated um and uh and that's not disney but i just hated that film and particularly the depiction of the teenage daughter is just the only thing that makes sense is that it's a backstory of a serial killer because she's so cold. She's so unfeeling, uh, just horrible. And so to watch this and the first one was too much on the other side of too much of her being the manic pixie dream girl. And I felt like she was only the star girl was only there to like solve the problems of this boy. Yeah. In this case, uh, she's positive. She's happy. She's a, uh, a sweet person um but she's got her own dreams her own life uh and uh, you know trying to fit in uh trying to make music um i just really liked her character i thought she was really good and it was just refreshing after seeing so many sullen miserable teenage characters and i'm so tired of that archetype of of these teenagers and i get it it's a hard time it was a hard time for me in my life um but they have some humanity and to like rob teenagers of their humanity and just make them these monsters is just, yeah. I'm so sick of it. I'm sick yeah. of it. And yeah. uh, and so this was just really a, nice. Uh, there's a to breath watch. of fresh air. Yes. What I kept and, and what, often Rachel during these movies that are kind of tonally like this one, mm-hmm. I keep waiting for just like something horrible to happen. Like there's going to be, yeah a car accident or there's, you know, there's going to be right. some yeah. awful thing and some death or some awful person is going to come back into their life or whatever. And none of that happens. Someone's going to get cancer or something like that. Yes. Yeah. And, <laughs> it's it's, none, of it, and none of that happened. And I was just, just, and it was just, it was breezy. It was positive. It was optimistic. Yeah. It was lovely. It was lovely. I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I support your ranking of it. It was, it was really nice. Yeah. Uh, well, what do you, so you have the Beauty and the Beast at five, right? Beauty and the Beast at five. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then I think we have the same thing at four. I have Idina, the Idina concert. (laughs) I love this so much. I'm such a (laughs) fanboy of hers. I am too. And what was fun, there were a lot of things I liked about this concert. Idina Menzel, which way to the stage? Uh, I thought that, uh, I thought that it actually, we got to know her really well. It wasn't mm. just sort of the, the concerts and the sort of wrote. Yeah, it's, it's not just a concert film. Like if you compare this to like the Taylor Swift's 
documentary, for instance. This is so much, I think, so much better. But uh, but it was also cool for me personally because this 2018 tour with Josh Groban that they that this was filmed at. Uh, I went. Uh, I went oh, to see her. Did you go see? And saw, yeah, I, I did too. In Salt Lake. I saw yeah. that show. Yeah. <laughs> so that was fun to, to kind of get the behind know, the scenes get behind of the that scenes tour. Of that tour, it just um, made it all the more meaningful. Oh, I'm so glad you got to got to see that yeah. tour because seeing her and Josh Groban in concert was, you know, mm-hmm. hello. There's those two are I think are just top of their game. You know. Yeah, unbelievable. I've seen her twice. I saw her solo in um i think 2015 oh I think. and then i've seen i mean i've seen josh groban four times i love oh, nice. him so much go yeah. rage <laughs> uh it was the first uh, time for both for me yeah and they were it was a great concert and uh, i remember i had really terrible seats and they had the the screen wasn't working so you, that was a little bit of a bummer as uh, i had to kind of be looking through my phone so that i could zoom out you know yeah yeah it's too bad <laughs> but, but still, it was fun to get the behind the scenes. And really, I mean, she you get into her fertility treatments, you, know, you get into, you know, yeah. it's, it's pretty, pretty uh, open. I really respected that because I was, I was honestly. Her divorce. I, yeah. And how she, you know, just, just kind of her real struggles as she tries to parent her kid mm-hmm. while she's doing this tour, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I just really. Uh, I felt like I just got a, a whole new appreciation or a look into the type of person person that she's, which I was, as I was whining about with the robots documentary, and this isn't fair, I know I'm being hypercritical, but that's the kind of the type of thing I was hoping to get, like in the robots documentary, like really kind of get personal with some of these kids and seeing what their life is like and how, you know, those changes were with her. And again, I know she was like the sole, the sole focus of this movie, but that's what made the documentary good is that she was vulnerable and allowed it yeah. to be filmed. Yeah. And, you know, and as a musical theater nut, of course, I loved all of the oh. backstories into her, how she got started and everything with Rent and Wicked and, and all of that. That was really fun. You know, Rachel, if I ever get the time machine uh, <laughs> in life or, you know, however, this, however <laughs> it's going to work, I mean, no, it's not going to work, but I would want to go back and see idina and chris and chenoweth in wicked uh, yeah you know because thank goodness we've got the original broadway cast recording you know because that's right. such a that's such a great um recording of that show but oh my stars that, yeah, i agree that, that was so cool to see as well <laughs> that was so cool to see some of that behind the scenes you know that they yeah. that they so that archival footage they had of uh, the de- development of wicked and rent and oh my goodness all that so she's and She's I think so that you could like this movie, even if you weren't like huge, like you and I are. I think so too. Because you really get to know her as a performer and a person. Yeah. 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 I, the only thing I wish, I almost wish it had had two entries. And so we could have seen how she dealt with the pandemic and uh, that it had moved past, you know, that it, uh, that I, I would have been curious to have known kind of yes. as a performer with Broadway being closed and not being able to do concerts I would have liked to have learned a little bit more about that but yeah but yeah I agree in fact and I wonder you know I don't know what was going on why they decided to delay because this was all filmed years ago you know yeah um but anyway I'm glad it's here and I'm glad we got to watch it me too yeah 
Um, all right. What do you have at three? At three, I've got Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Uh, I, I, I thought this movie was terrific. Mm-hmm. That that how that they were able to create it out of real um, tragedy. Yeah. And and to make it a really, I thought a very to me it was. I didn't know what to expect, but it wasn't what we got. And but but that's not a criticism. It was like, oh wow, mm-hmm. this is this was an interesting film. I yeah. liked I liked the whole Namor plot. Yeah. And and uh, yeah, I'm with you, Shuri, and, mm-hmm. and Angela Bassett was great. I thought I thought it was I thought it was a well, I thought it was a well crafted movie that I that I yeah. really enjoyed. Me too. Um, so three is where I have the menu, uh, which just, it deserves to be. It's I so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I almost had it in my uh favorites of my best of 2022 and it and, it, and it's just so hard because you like different things for different reasons, but it's certainly one of the most memorable. Uh I won't no forget question. it anytime soon. You know, and I'm so. with you, Rach. You know, as you had mentioned about it, it's just you, you know, it's just with you. You can't stop thinking about it. the two films, even though I just saw the one last night, but I really can't stop thinking about both the menu and the banshees of any Sharon. Yeah. Uh, those those are two really interesting films that are staying with me, you yeah, know, that, that are, that. yeah. Um, so okay, you have Black Panther. So at two is where I have Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Nice. I just loved this movie. I thought it was so funny and creative, inventive, um, surprising. Uh, yeah, it ended up at number two. It's well deserved it's such <laughs> it's such a delightful yeah. movie and yeah i think it's for me like the biggest surprise of the year yeah for sure and isn't it interesting that this i mean really even though i had turning red at six and this and shippendale at seven it's really the best animated film to come out of disney really in 2022 yeah. you know don't you think yeah yeah I, even I though do. it's it's a hybrid film mm-hmm. it's still yeah, yeah, it's it's really good. So, what do you have it to? Uh, two, I've got Thor: Love and Thunder. Oh, okay. Which I'm surprised that I have it as high as 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 I did. I think you know. I mean, sorry. I guess I'll be a little get a little personal. My um nephew, who's an you know he's an adult, he married um this lovely woman who died of cancer. She's same, mm. just kind of the same thing that Jane. You know that they wrote for Jane Foster that she had she got diagnosed with stage four colon cancer and didn't really know she was sick, you know, and then was was gone just a few months later. And so the film, in a way, was kind of a catharsis for me because I didn't necessarily feel like, uh, you know, Jane. I just thought it was interesting how they did her story and and I and I appreciated that they were adding that kind of component or that kind of hard truth uh into into a Marvel movie, particularly Taika Waititi. But we know that Taika Waititi can handle kind of tricky content, you know. Uh particularly like with like with, with Jojo Rabbit, which I think was so good. Hmm. But uh anyway. So I just have to kind of clarify why I've got it as high as I do because it it helped. I think it helped me some with with my my grief and I guess in a strange way, you yeah, know. I can see that. Yeah. Trade 
how how it was portrayed in in the in the film that was uh, the best that and the kid army i think were the my favorite parts i really mm-hmm. thought that was fun the kids oh the kid army was terrific yeah, yeah. and uh i don't think i disliked the zeus part perhaps as much as you did but uh, i can see where you're coming from on that you know yeah. i mean it, it took up a pretty significant amount of time and i'm thinking i mean it kind of for me felt like it was a setting us up for the next Thor movie yeah oh yeah but uh but anyway plus we did get uh we get a lot of Chris Hemsworth (laughs) in that section (laughs) so that was fun yeah the ladies I think were (laughs) (laughs) enjoying (laughs) that was well we once again have the same number one we have the same number one (laughs) this has happened more times than not i, I think know that we, the same it does it happen a lot uh we have after the way of water as our number one <laughs> and i can't believe that i've got it as my number one i'm still kind of surprised how much i like this movie me too i mean i i always felt like the in a way i felt like the first one was a little overhated because i yeah. thought it was just like a perfectly fine movie but yeah because it made so much money people expected it to be like the best movie ever and it and wasn't and so, um but i didn't think it was like garbage either i just thought it was fine um and uh you know beautiful uh it was very memorable because i uh, got evacuated from the theater when i went oh, to see yeah. it the first time with my brother that's right <laughs> that's funny crazy um, yeah uh but uh but yeah i i really i really enjoyed the this movie i it was in my top five of the year total not just disney um i thought that i mean i'm a sucker for the ocean and the water so the scenes oh particularly with the whales oh just with the water i just loved loved those so much and i felt like it was such a nice family story i felt yeah some people said oh the characters didn't do anything for them but i disagree i really liked the family and um their journey i do think some of the military parts uh got a little i would cut those down a little bit if it was me i say that's when you want to take your bathroom break (laughs) Yeah. in the middle during the military fighting um but uh but the last hour i thought was really entertaining really solid yeah, yeah. um and uh, i was invested and it was just so beautiful and it was a really fun experience and and it was so nice because there were so many of these oscar contender movies that i was underwhelmed by or disappointed in someone like empire of light or banshees or um I, I didn't love the Fablemans like most people did. Um, there were just a bunch that I didn't love that most people seem to really enjoy in these Oscar screeners. And so I was so happy to actually have one where it's like, oh, I liked this. <laughs> yeah, that's got to be <laughs> a good feeling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, so. and, you know, I, I didn't hate the first Avatar. I I mean, I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. And I, I mean, it felt very derivative. But mm-hmm. I saw it in IMAX 3D and I just was so wowed by the visuals. It was just like this three hour eye candy thing where I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. And I just loved it. You know, just what I just this world that they have created with computers was just stunning to me. And so this this I was just ha- so happy to revisit it. But and the water sequences were oh. gorgeous. And yeah, I think it was, you know, I like to call this. I think it's very self-indulgent. 
of you know for James Cameron. I mean, it was way too long. I mean, I think they could have easily cut out a half hour, and we still easy, yeah. You know, would have had the same movie and same emotions, but uh, it still it's that's trivial. And I'm with you. I think it's a really really good family movie. I like mm-hmm. I liked how this family was in crisis and they all helped each other. Yeah. And it's a refugee story. It's an immigrant story. Yeah, it's an immigrant story. Like some people were saying it was like copy and paste of the original story. And I just disagree. I, I completely disagree. Yeah. Because yeah. I I mean that was a love story. This is a family story. Yeah. And yeah. And are, they're trying to make they can work in a new home, a new place. They're yeah. refugees. I don't know. But I, I really enjoyed it, uh, and I, I want to see it. I've only seen it the one time, but I'd like to see it again. Yeah, and I, I've seen it. I've seen it again, and it just in IMAX 3D too, and mm-hmm. that is such a treat. Uh, yeah, and and it, and if you know you can't see it in IMAX, because I don't know how long it's going to be running in IMAX 3D if it ends, you know, this mm-hmm. week or next week. But I think just seeing it in 3D probably in any theater would would also be good i'm, I'm kind of want to see mm-hmm. it again in, in non-3d just to see what my experience is going to be but it's also three hours yeah, <laughs> so i know I like, that's I the know. thing <laughs> <laughs> you know, not that i'm being a hater it's just like yeah. uh you know see something else but so, anyway so there we go we did it <laughs> hey disney 2022 i yeah i am ever hopeful rachel that disney 2023 is going to be an improvement. Yes. I guess time got a new CEO. Let's make it better. <laughs> yeah. Please can we have better, <laughs> better films? You know, people uh, yeah. complain. Go ahead. I'm sorry I interrupt you. No, I I I uh, I agree. I I hope that it's just better across the board. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Agree. Uh, so let us know what you think of all these films that we're talking about and if you made it through to this because this was a very long episode but if you made it through put in your comment hashtag rachel stan love avatar and then we'll know (laughs) you listened to the whole thing we'll know that you listened to the whole (laughs) you made it through the wilderness (laughs) so uh so how can people find you uh on Twitter. I'm still on Twitter. We'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> <laughs> I keep wondering if I'm going to have to. I signed up. This is the I signed up to, for, to be a beta user on, on that post uh, platform. Oh, anyway, yeah. we'll see how that goes. But anyway, currently I'm on Twitter at Stanford Clark. And I have a movie podcast and blog at moviespastandpresent.com. Yeah, you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Ron Tomatoes. Check that out. And, but don't check on Facebook. I'm not, <laughs> my Facebook is down. I don't know if I'll ever get it back, but, uh, but you can find me everywhere else and uh, you can check out the homeworkers podcast as well. Uh, and, uh, and thanks so much. This was so much fun. Thank and you. if you were listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. That helps us a lot. And if you are listening on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. And we also have the patron group, which is a lot of fun. We're going to have a uh, a special patron watch along this month with James Denton. Uh, so that's a pretty big name to get to do our little watch along. Go rage. Uh, yeah. So you want to be a, a patron. It's a, it's a lot of fun. I think it's the best bang for your buck of any patron I know. So check that out. 
And then also we have the merch store, which has hashtag animation junkie shirts. So take a look at that. And uh, thanks so much. This was a lot of fun. And uh, we'll talk to y'all later. Bye, Bye. everyone. Thank you.